0: Welcome to the Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Ketia Gustav, and I'm here to help you develop an emotionally healthy, passionate relationship. On this podcast, we'll be tackling the hard stuff you might be embarrassed to talk about. My goal is to support you through the tough stuff, and that starts with giving you the tools you need to have those tough conversations with your partner. So, Let's jump in. Last week, we talked about emotional safety in a relationship. We talked about the art of connection. And I was explaining that there are four keys to really being vulnerable with your partner and having a safe space where you both feel seen heard, and loved. And those four keys were acceptance, commitment, honesty, and empathy or solace. And when I was listening back to that episode, I realized I need to talk about the first step that has to happen before this one. In order to have a safe space with your partner in order for you guys to create a safe space out of your relationship where you guys both feel connected and you both feel safe to share your deepest thoughts and your deepest needs with each other, you first have to be that person for yourself. And over the years, I've realized that a lot of times we are expecting from our partner something that we have not even given ourselves. And that's not fair, right? That's kind of hypocritical for us to have these high expectations of our relationships and have high expectations of our partners, but we're not living up to those same standards within ourselves. So today I want to talk about How to be that person, that safe space for yourself. How to create emotional safety and groundedness and confidence in yourself. Because until you have that established, it's going to be very hard for you to ever receive those things in your partner from a secure place. right. You're always going to feel insecure. You're always going to have doubt. You're always going to have some sort of resentment. It's never going to be quite enough until you give yourself that safe space. So how do you connect with yourself? How can we make sure that we show up to our partner, in our marriage, in whatever relationships we have, how do we make sure that we show up as a grounded individual that is full of confidence and ready to receive and be poured into? It's the very same four keys that we talked about. So number one is acceptance. In order to be ready to receive acceptance from your partner, you have to first look within yourself and ask yourself, do I fully accept myself, my looks, my ambitions, the gifts and talents that I've developed or that I was born with, right? Everything about you is there for a reason. Everything about you is a gift. And when you look at yourself and all you can see is the things you wish you could change, that means you do not accept yourself. And this is something that I have um, struggled with because I think when you're raised Christian and you know, we talk about sanctification and we talk about um, growing in Christ, a lot of times we're focused on all the things that we wish God could take away or change about us. We don't really spend a lot of time thinking about all the positive ways and all of the benefits that we can potentially have by being the person that we are. And sometimes it even feels like people think that when you accept Christ, you have to give up your individuality and you have to become this cookie cutter Christian. When in reality, God affirms diversity in the Bible. And not only that, I think God also values when we can look at ourselves and see all the things that make us unique and embrace them. That verse says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Your hair color, your skin color, your hair texture, your height, the things you like to do, your hobbies, all of the different skills that you've picked up over the years, the things that you're interested in, those things point to ways in which you can contribute to the people around you in some way. They point to a way that you are going to make a mark, right? And so instead of looking at all the things you wish were different about yourself, I want you to start thinking about what are some things that I've been wanting to change or trying to run away from that I need to accept? Maybe you need to accept that you aren't perfect. A lot of times we're trying to put out this facade to the world that we are perfect, that we make a certain amount of money, that our career is just so prestigious, that our kids are all well-behaved, that our marriage is perfect, that we don't need help. When in reality, we need help just as much as anyone else. When in reality, we are hurting and we need healing. Even those imperfect, wounded parts of yourself, you need to accept them. You are still lovable, even with all of your flaws. I think that's what sometimes makes us not want to accept ourselves is that we have this belief that those flaws make us unlovable, but they don't. They don't make you unlovable. They make you human. And we're all having a human experience, right? We're all in human bodies having a human experience. And as soon as we realize that, we'll stop trying so hard to be someone that we're not. So number one, for creating emotional safety and confidence that will accelerate your growth and allow you to show up to love your partner securely is acceptance. Key number two is commitment. Now, within the context of a relationship, we think about does my partner um, keep their word to me? Is my partner faithful to me? Are they loyal to me? Right? But what about doing the same thing for yourself? Are you committed to your own well being? Do your choices reflect that you're committed to your well being, or do your choices reflect people pleasing? Do your choices reflect self-sabotage? When you say that you're going to do something as simple as, as I am going to wake up and give myself five minutes alone to just be by myself in silence, or I am going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start a health regimen. I'm going to start going for a walk. I am going to start developing friendships do you keep your word to yourself when you have a goal or a dream that is on your heart that you want to accomplish and you say to yourself i want to do xyz do you follow through or are you waiting for other people to come along and validate and affirm those dreams before you go out and chase them being committed to yourself is the only way you can be in a relationship without losing yourself too often as women we get married we become mothers and it's like our whole personality becomes about marriage and kids in reality you are a whole human outside of your roles as a wife and as a mother And if you don't have that foundation of who you are, you will quickly become resentful. You will quickly lose sight of what your values are. You will become a doormat that everyone thinks you revolve around them. And that's not something that we want to model for our kids, right? That's not what you want to teach your kids that being a wife or being a mom is all about we want to model healthy relationships we want to model healthy love and that needs to start with yourself your kids need to see you loving yourself even your your partner needs to see you loving yourself because guess what that clues them in to your needs if you never do anything that is pouring into yourself, how will your partner know how to pour into you? You have to model the way you want to be treated, right? And so that is key number two, is keeping your commitment to yourself. I came across this article that said that Uh, statistics show that married men, their life expectancy is longer than single men, but it's actually the opposite for married women. And I found that statistic so sad. And it was kind of like a wake-up call for me because it showed me that every single little decision that we're making every day is either adding or taking away years to my life, right? Every decision, every time I choose to overextend myself, instead of pouring back into myself, i that's time that I'm taking off my life. And I don't know about you, but I want to be here as long as I can, because I have things that I want to accomplish, I have, things that I want to do with my family, with my friends, I want to see my name in lights in some form or fashion one day. And the thought that overextending myself is going to stop that happening was a big wake-up call for me, right? Life is a marathon, not a sprint. And we have to model for the people who love us how to love us how to pour into us. So key number two is commitment. Key number three is honesty. Now in a relationship, we wanna make sure our partners are telling us the truth. We don't want to be lied to, right? And we want our partner to be vulnerable with us and tell us their deepest thoughts. But in order to do that for ourselves, we have to really start paying attention to our emotions. And this is something that I feel like everything I'm saying is like, man, as women, we are always giving ourselves the short end of the stick. But part of overextending yourself, in order for you to do that, you have to stop being honest with yourself, right? You are actually ignoring your emotions. So honesty with, with self means I listen to signals from my body that clue me in to the boundaries that I need to set for myself, right? So for example, I find that I start to get anxious whenever I have a lot of noise around me, right? And so one day... Um, I had just picked up my kids and usually I will spend that time right after I pick up my kids, I'll spend it with them and I will talk to them. We'll get get them ready for homework and give them a snack or whatever, let them play. And I found myself one afternoon just feeling like I was about to explode. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's because I need silence. My frustration was a clue that after I finish work and pick up my kids, I need silence to kind of calm down and get myself ready for the next part of my day, which is parenting. So I started a routine. I said to my kids, I need you guys to go upstairs, play upstairs, do not come down, until i tell you that your dinner is ready or your snack is ready because i need quiet and in that quiet moment i'll sometimes put on music or i'll put on a podcast or sometimes i won't be listening to anything i'll just be hearing myself chopping up vegetables and just be alone with my thoughts so that's just a small example of how we have to be honest with with ourselves in order to understand what boundaries we need in order to have those healthy relationships. Hey, this is Ketzia, your relationship coach. I am so happy that you're listening to this episode and I would love it if you could help spread the word. If you could go ahead and share this episode with somebody who needs it, maybe it's your partner you want to share this episode with and talk through some of the things that were said, I would love to help you guys have that conversation. Um, Please feel free to share this link with a friend or a family member. And the other thing I would love for you to do is to head over to Instagram, Find me at Evolving Wife and hit that follow button because I try to get on there every day to share something that's helpful for my tribe so that you guys can continue your growth journey and continue to work on your relationship. So we're going to head back to the episode right now, but remember to share this episode and remember to follow me on Instagram. Let's go back to the show. Another area that we need to be honest in is honoring our emotions um, when our spouse does something and it affects us. I know that we like some of us like to avoid conflict, especially when you don't know how your spouse is going to react or how well they're going to receive it. But I think a big part of creating a safe space in your relationship is to actually honor your emotions when they come up. Like if your partner does something that upsets you, makes you feel insecure, makes you feel devalued, it's so important to honor those emotions within yourself so that later on you can have an honest conversation with your partner about that thing too often we will minimize our emotions because we think that avoiding conflict is the better way to go when in reality avoiding conflict only makes the problem worse. It grows over time. It's like if you keep sweeping stuff under the rug, eventually, that pile of stuff that you've been sweeping under the rug is going to become a very visible, unavoidable bump in the rug, right? So super important to honor your emotions. Sometimes our emotions are very uncomfortable. If you are in a marriage right now where you feel like you don't know if you want to be married to your partner, you don't know if you want to spend another 10 years living in the same situation with your partner, you have to honor those feelings. You have to be able to admit to yourself I do not know if I want to continue in this marriage. You have to be willing to honor that frustration, that uncertainty, because you don't always have to have the answer. Every time you feel an emotion, we get to make space for those emotions without judging them and without trying to figure it all out right then and there. But we have to acknowledge those things because they clue us in to what we need, right? If you are frustrated when your partner um, goes out after work, that frustration needs to be acknowledged because it's cluing you in to something you need. Maybe you need your partner to come home so that you can have time alone. Maybe you need your partner to come home so you guys can have an adult conversation after you, be, after you being working from home all day uh, or being with the children all day, right? So honoring your emotions, acknowledging them, writing them down, coming back to them, processing them so that you can figure out what it is that emotion is telling you that you need right? And that is something that I learned from this amazing book called Emotional Agility by Susan David. And in her book, she talks about how we often repress our emotions. um, And, you know, we'll say something like, I'm upset without really digging deeper into those emotions. And she says that emotions are actually information. They are data that help us understand things that we need to do, changes that we need to make, um, values that we have that we may not be aware of. So honesty is the third key to creating that confidence and that emotional safe space for yourself. The fourth thing is empathy, self-compassion. We are not perfect, and we need to have that grace for ourselves. We will fall short as a spouse, as a parent, as an employee, right? Like whatever role we play, we will never fulfill it perfectly. And we don't have to, right? We may be Christians, we may be believers, but I don't think God expects us to never mess up, right? So self-compassion instead of self-judgment instead of self-criticism that is so important because how can you be a safe space for someone else if you are not that safe space for yourself how can you give your spouse grace and never give yourself grace self-compassion is what allows us to be resilient through life's ups and downs when we make decisions that we are not proud of or when situations turn out differently than what we planned for, than what we were hoping and expecting, instead of talking negatively to yourself, give yourself the same advice or the same pep talk that you would give to a friend. Because I think it's it's so easy, it's like a no-brainer on how to encourage a friend or how to help them see the light at the end of the tunnel or how to help somebody else see that all is not lost, right? But how often do we have the same lens when we look at our own situation? do you look at your marriage and say you know what if i have to continue to work on myself even if my partner doesn't agree with everything that i'm doing even though they may not see the value in me getting help for myself right now or even though you know my partner and i are not in a good place right now it's okay i can still do healing work on myself i can still find joy outside of my marriage i can still explore my interests and my goals and my individuality outside of the negative things that my partner is doing right now or self-compassion may look like yes i haven't been the best spouse to my partner um up until this moment but i am learning i am growing every day I am doing better. I may not be the perfect parent, but every day I am learning, I am doing better, right? Self-compassion is seeing you yourself as a work in progress instead of always expecting yourself to be the finished product. So I want you to look inward today and I want you to think about all the things that I've listed And I want you to determine if you are a safe space for yourself because until you become a safe space for yourself, your spouse or your partner will always disappoint you. They will always fall short. There will always be something missing. We have to first love ourselves. As cliche as it sounds, it's the truth. That's why it became a cliche you have to be able to love yourself. When the Bible, when Jesus said, um, love your neighbor as yourself, that there's an assumption there that we love ourselves. But over time, somehow throughout the centuries, we have lost sight of that. You can never truly be vulnerable with anyone else unless you are comfortable in your own skin unless you are home in your body you're at home in your in your own um, skin. And so if you are a person that as you're listening to this, you know in your heart, I have not been honest with myself. I am not committed to myself. I'm always pouring into other people, never myself. I'm not honest with myself about what about what my needs are. I do not accept myself, right? I'm constantly talking down to myself. I'm constantly looking to my husband to affirm me and it's not happening and I'm unhappy and I don't know where else to turn. If you are ready to move into a more empowered frame of mind, if you are ready to take bold action to start living a more fulfilled, life-affirming existence, I want you to go ahead and send me a message so i can get you on a call and we can talk about my coaching program empower her and see if it's the right fit for you because we as women we need to start pouring into ourselves we need to start loving ourselves if you are in a marriage that's unhealthy where your partner has stopped working on the marriage. Your partner is checked out. You've been trying to get them to go to couples therapy. You've been trying to get them to read books. You've been trying, trying, trying. It's time to refocus that attention onto yourself. You cannot change anyone else's behavior. You can only change what's within and you can only change your own mindset. Right. And so if you are tired of being tired and you're ready to take bold action today, I want you to click on the link in the show notes to schedule a consultation call with me so that we can talk about empower her and whether it's the right fit for you um, in at the point where you're at right now. Um, Another treat that I have for you in the show notes is a worksheet. Just like last week, I have a worksheet where you can go through and do a reflection and think about what it is that you're missing in order to become that safe space for yourself. Because remember, until you become that person for yourself, you cannot expect it from others, right? It's, It's never going to be enough. That is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. Please remember to share this episode with a friend and to leave me a review. I love to hear what you guys think about these episodes. And you can even feel free to email me at kay@evolvingwife.com. at evolvingwife.com, kay at evolvingwife.com. Let me know. Um, what questions you would like me to answer in these episodes and what topics you'd like me to cover. Or you can even contact me on Instagram and let me know what you think about the episodes there. I would love for you to join my email list and I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to use if you would like to become part of my email list and get early access and early notifications to things that are going on, such as podcast episodes, upcoming classes, free resources. I want you to know about everything. And so I would love for you to join my email list and I'm leaving a link in the show notes. That is all for today. Um, Have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next time.